Hello and welcome back to the B-Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kautzer, and today we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, as you noticed by the show notes, uh, Scott's actually not going to be on this episode. We will have him back on, of course. I mean, he's the co-host, uh, but Scott is neck deep in... in uh, New York Film Festival 2020 Virtual Edition, and there's only a finite amount of time that we have to do coverage for things. And of course, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna cover something, the New York Film Festival uh, is the things that you want to cover. So he will be back on our regularly scheduled episodes. We know that we owe you the Kingpin episode, and then we also have another series coming up. That's all going to be in the cards, but um. This episode and episodes like it that I'm going to be dubbing one-shots, uh, this is volume one, there could be more, who knows, uh, you'll just have to tune in and see, but this is kind of like a bonus, this is nothing to do with anything with our, our ongoing series, like we've we've kind of gotten into the mode of, this is more of just like, currently, what I've been watching, uh, what's going to, like, you know, things that are eventually probably going to have uh, full-on reviews on the site, but just kind of giving you like a... Um, a little bit of an advanced notice on like, you know, kind of things that have uh, maybe come into my radar or, or things that are already out uh, that you may want to actually check out. Uh, so with that, we're going to start with a, a two streaming suggestions for you guys. And they are. I got to tell you something, pal. You still got it. You got every move. Though you were dead. Oh, so did I, Frenchie. Believe me, a story for another time. Two days, three weeks. We're in, we're out. What do you say? You serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes, uh, we are going back into the Scott Adkins world, and uh, it's two. It's actually two uh, films: The Debt Collector and The Debt Collector Two, or as it's been dubbed on Netflix, which are it's both. They're both available on Netflix. Uh, the uh, the second one is called Debt Collectors, with a plural, kind of like Aliens. Uh, they're both directed by Jesse Johnson or Jesse V. Johnson, uh, both starring Scott Adkins and Luis Mandalore, uh, Costas's brother. And um, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, like, this, these two movies are just a lot of, like, B-movie action fun. Um, they're about a guy um, played by Scott Adkins. Atkins called French, um, and his, um, partner, and I say partner in quotes because this is definitely one of those films where they're a mismatched couple, um, where they, um, because in the first film, because French needs money to kind of like live and keep up with his dojo, he goes into, uh, the realm of loan sharking and a uh, debt collection. And it's just kind of like a day in the life of, uh, for these two guys, um, as they collect debts, uh, Sue being the more seasoned, um, debt collector showing a, a French the ropes. And of course, shit ensues um no pun intended uh there but it's just a lot of fucking fun um the, both of these films are just easy easy going 90 minute um action films that you can watch back to back uh it's kind of funny because the the way that the first one ends it's it it doesn't make sense when you see these guys and how and but it's explained how they come back together um but it's just a lot of fun um they're 
they're they're not heavy duty or anything. I mean, it's just I mean, it's Scott Atkins taking names uh, taking names and kicking ass uh exactly what you would want him to do and luckily um i always find it better when scott atkins is allowed to use his 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 accent rather than try to make a like you know try to make him do an american accent and that's kind of great uh that he has his english accent and there's a lot of chemistry between him and uh Luis Mandalore like it, it's it's kind of interesting to watch these two and you just kind of realize like about 10 to 15 minutes into the first one you're going to be kind of like I fucking like these guys I want to I'm I'm glad there's a sequel I'm going to I'm going to love watching these two guys go at it again and uh like just the chemistry is palpable there and uh it's a lot of fun so uh, if you're looking for some B-movie action fun, please, definitely, I recommend The Debt Collector and The Debt Collectors or Debt Collectors 2, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But they're both they're all, they're both on Netflix, so you can go ahead and check those out. They say most of your brain shuts down in cryosleep. All but the animal side. Guess that's why I'm still awake. Arrow Video has just been swinging for the fences uh, recently. Not even recently, like since about 2018, they've really kind of upped their game. And anything that they do is worthy of your time and effort to check out. It may not be your cup of tea, but um, like, you know, there's a good chance that if it's something in a genre that you like, it's going to be pretty kick ass. But the thing that I uh, that I found is uh, found interesting recently is is that they've been getting the bigger titles. Uh, specifically, uh, one that I want to talk about uh, right now with you is Pitch Black. Uh, they released it on DVD, or I'm sorry, on Blu-ray and on UHD, and I got a chance to review the UHD disc, uh, and it's on the site. You can go ahead and take a look at my uh, my review, and. Uh, I mean, I love Pitch Black, period. Like, you know, end of discussion. There's there's no really, uh, there's no really, like, there's no argument against the movie. It's it's one of the best small scale, but set on a large stage, lo-fi, sci-fi action thrillers out there. I mean, like, I would put it up there with, like, the Terminator and Hidden in the way that it uses its, like, it's a lean, mean, like, action film that's under two hours. It's, like, again, like I said, like, the hidden Terminator, like, 1984 Terminator, the original one, and Pitch Black are, like, three films that you could you could do a triple feature with and just be completely satisfied uh, because they're of a certain pitch and tone. No pun intended again. Um, but Arrow has really gone all out with their UHD disc um, uh, for Pitch Black. Uh, it, it's the way that that I would hope that when everybody starts jumping onto the UHD train, that they do their special editions. All those special features are on not only the UHD disc, but also the DVD disc that you get with the package. So everything you get is on the disc. It's like, you don't have to switch discs, which is really, really fucking nice. Like, I have to commend... Arrow video for taking that extra step and putting everything on 
this UHD disc. Um, it also includes the director's cut and the theatrical cut, which I'm a huge fan of uh, of them doing both of those so that it gives me the option because I haven't seen I hadn't seen the theatrical cut since the movie was released and I did see it in the theaters yes I'm an old fucker what can I say uh but the disc itself is beautiful um they uh for UHD people like the techie people they managed to they did color uh, they did the color spectrum or the uh dynamic range the high dynamic range in HRD 10 plus and Dolby Vision. Now, I'm going to make a little controversial of a statement because everybody loves Dolby Vision, but I think that the disc looks better in HRD 10 plus, um, or HDR, HDR 10 plus. Um, it, it the colors pop a little bit more. It's a little bit brighter. Um, the Dolby Vision is a little bit darker, a little bit denser, so you kind of have to fiddle with, like, with all Dolby Vision, because of the amount of sway that, that they have in the color correction and the gamma and all of the, the contrast and everything, um, the, like, you kind of have to tweak your, your, like, I've noticed that I've had to tweak my picture, with every single disc, like every disc is different, uh, and you have to tweak it a little bit. Uh, but the HRD seems to be a pretty consistent kind of um, color level and brightness. Oh, which for me, at least on this version, like on this disc, was more pleasing. Um, and like I said, it's filled with new features. Um, and the thing that I loved most was that they have all of the other features on it, all of the other special features that have come from the years and years. I mean, it's a 20 year old film. So it has all of the, like all of the, all of the special features that have uh, come out in the various discs um, releases like DVD, going back to the very original DVD with the commentary on it. So you get everything. Plus they managed to put in the animated, uh, the animated sequel that bridges this between uh that bridges the gap between pitch black and chronicles of riddick called uh dark fury uh which uh i really really enjoyed uh so i loved that they they do these types of things arrow takes their special features games and they always bump it up like two or three notches not just one notch but two or three and i have to appreciate that um they really have come into their own, I think, this year with not only just the the films and the quality of the films, but the actual quality of their content, which I really, really have to take my my hat and tip it to them. Um, I'm we're not talking about I'm not talking about Flash Gordon because that's something that me and Scott are going to be talking about um, in a few weeks. Um so uh, I'd rather, you know, I figured that I wanted to talk to you about Pitch Black, uh, their other UHD disc. But, I mean, there are things like there's rumors about, I mean, it's not a rumor. It's they're working on it right now, which is, is that they're working on Dune, uh, the 1984 Dune uh, with a UHD disc. And 
God knows what they're going to be able to pull off with that. I mean, it's supposedly it's supposedly on track for December. Uh, so hopefully we get an announcement fairly shortly about that disc because I mean, how great would it be if they got if we got the UHD of Doom theatrical, but then we also got like the kicker, which is the extended TV Alan Smithy version on DVD in its correct aspect ratio. That would be pretty fucking amazing. I'm not counting on it, but all the same, it's to say that even Dune and UHD, like that just kind of gives me the shivers. Like that's the kind of work that I love about Arrow is that they'll go after something like that. I mean, they're bringing out a special edition of The Last Starfighter in November. Like that's, that's, that, that's kind of amazing. That's kind of great, right? Um, it's all to say that they're doing some really great work. Uh, and you should definitely pick up the Pitch Black um, UHD if you have the capability even if you don't because it comes with the Blu-ray why go with the Blu-ray set when you can go with the UHD and get the Blu-ray disc with it um, it's 20 bucks I think right now on era or on Amazon if you go there um, if you shop through Amazon uh, but I mean we're recording this uh, in mid-September literally September 16th is is the date right now so uh, yeah, you know, go ahead and pick it up or check it out or, or look at my review. And if you're not convinced, well, I mean, you know, there's not much I can do about that, can I? Mr. Murphy, I'm Jack Farrington. I fly the Arctic Weather Patrol. Last month, I was out in the middle of the street when I came across this. Congratulations. You found a boat in the middle of the ocean. What do you think a ship like this could be worth? Depends on if we have the right to salvage it. I do know one thing. C gives you an opportunity to take it. Yo, Murph, I think you should get up here. Oh, the reliable Scream Factory and their their special editions. Um, I'll be honest, I, I love Dark Castle. So when Scream Factory announced that they would be, uh, that they were taking on the Dark Castle films, I mean, specifically the, the three most famous ones, which were uh, House on Haunted Hill, um, 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship, I was super excited. Um, what I had forgotten is just how much I liked uh, Ghost Ship. Uh, and thank God the 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 folks at Scream Factory decided to take these on because like taken as a three disc set, they're kind of great. Um, of course, 13 Ghosts and um, House on Haunted Hill have uh, come out previously, uh, the most recent one. And I just posted my review of ghost ship, uh, a very sterling review of the disc, because I mean, as we all know, screen factory, definitely, uh, they, they definitely are the, the standard, um, when it comes to horror, uh, commercial horror, at least like, you know, the, the big budget horror films, like, you know, you, you, you know, that you're going to get, you know what you're going to get with screen factory. And uh, like, you know, the disc is beautiful. Uh, they've got some really great special features, some new special features, a new commentary by director, Steve Beck, who also directed, um, 13 ghosts. I would definitely recommend listening to the commentary because, he does, he, he's very unfiltered, um, about the experience of making Ghost Ship, and there was a lot of shit that I did not realize that went into making Ghost Ship, and how much it had changed and evolved because of certain things that were out of his control, um, and then just to hear him talk about, in the most kindest of ways possible, to hear him talk about Joel Silver, and how Silver was not involved with 13 Ghosts, but was involved in Ghost Ship, and how that was 
how that kind of affected the production uh, is kind of great and definitely would recommend checking that out, especially if you're a fan of the Dark Castle films. I mean, uh, if you're if you bought 13 Ghosts and you bought the House on Haunted Hill screen discs, then I don't see why you wouldn't be um, you wouldn't be buying the ghost ship disc. Um, I will say this much. It I had forgotten how like 13 Ghosts is it, like that's like the one that's the most fun. I feel like House on Haunted Hill is probably the best of the three because Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Rush, like doing, like channeling Vincent Price is, you can't get any better than that. Um, the one that I have the most fun with is 13 Ghosts. Um, I'm a huge Tony Shalhoub fan, so of course I'm gonna, I'm gonna love 13 Ghosts. But the one that looks the best, the one that's kind of like the visual, like the one that pops visually is Ghost Ship. And I had forgotten about that. And watching it on Blu-ray, on this new Blu-ray, I forgot how big it was. I mean, I have a nice TV set, of course, like I've talked about it before. Nice big 85-inch screen TV. So um, when I watched it, I was genuinely surprised um, how big of a scale of a film this was. Um, The only thing that suffers is the ending, of course. Um, The ending is kind of... It suffers from, like, you know, most 2000, like, what early 2000 horror films did. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. But it's definitely a fun time and definitely worth worth your time. And especially if you're, I, I mean, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a horror fan, you know that you're going to buy this or not. So I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. But again, if you want to know what's on the disc and you want a little bit more details about what you can expect, uh, go ahead and go on to my, uh, my review, which I will... I will forward on, um, or I'll put it on the show notes so that you, you can easily link to it and take a look at that along with the Pitch Black um, review. Last night, I had this incredible pain. The pain was so strong that I took every pill in the goddamn house. The pain wouldn't go away. So I tried to find an image, one worthwhile image. I couldn't find one goddamn now, the last thing that I'm going to leave you with is another Arrow video uh, title, but one I feel that's not gotten a lot of, like, n- I don't see anybody promoting this one. Now, I'm going to, I'm finishing up my review, uh, so this is kind of like a preview of what uh, what you're in store for, but as you can tell, this, the, the trailer, uh, hey, the or beforehand, like, you know, the music, uh, you may not be familiar with this, but... Um, this title is called Ivan's Ecstasy, and it was directed by Bernard Rose. Um, it's actually based off of a Tolstoy short story, um, and it stars Danny Houston and Peter Weller um, and Lisa Enos. Uh, Lisa Enos is actually, when you, if you buy the disc, which I'm highly recommending because it's a great film, it's, it's it, like, if you're, if you're a Danny Houston fan like I am, uh, or like, as you should be because Danny Houston is fucking amazing. Um, this is a film that you're going to want to see if you've not seen it already. Um, it's based on the novel by, uh, Leo Tolstoy, uh, the death of Ivan Lilich, um, which actually transposes that novel to at the time, modern day Hollywood as, it tells the story of the rise and fall of an agent. Um, uh, 
Ivan Beckman, uh, played by Danny Houston. And I'm not going to ruin the film because, like, it, it's it's something that should actually be experienced. But it's just it it's one of those films that, much like like uh, Mulholland Drive. Um, about the seedier side of Hollywood. And if you're into that kind of film, I definitely suggest watching this movie. Um, Houston uh, and Weller are just amazing. There's no, like, this is like the first, like, I didn't realize this, but this was like the first big Danny Houston movie. Like, this was like the thing that got him things like birth, which that's where I became a fan of Danny Houston was in uh, Jonathan Glazer's um, Birth, which is an amazing movie that I'm probably going to have to convince Scott to cover because it's just one of those movies that, that, that is just ineffable, like most of Glazer's work. Um, and this film is just, it's an, it's an amazing, it's an amazing performance piece. And not just by him, but Peter Weller's fucking on fire in this movie. If you like Peter Weller, um, if you like the resurgence of Peter Weller, go back to this fucking film and watch this. He's on fucking fire playing this, like this superstar that's just like this side of unhinged. And I bet if you knew, like you could probably make the connections about who Bernard Rose and Lisa Enos had, and also Peter Weller had based the act, uh, the, the star that he plays off of. If you just think about, uh, if you kind of go back to Bernard Rose's career and looked at people that he has he had worked with be- right before this, I'm pretty sure you could figure out who Peter Weller is playing. Um, but it, it has a host of like like the thing that I loved about what this film did was that Rose and Enos, and the reason why I'm mentioning them both is because Lisa Enos produced, co-wrote, um, uh and stars in this film, and she's just as much of a creative force as Bernard Rose was in this making of this film, this very low-budget independent film. Um, they, this film is kind of like, it's something completely different than what we, like what I was used to seeing from Bernard Rose, because, I mean, I think of Immortal Beloved, uh, Candyman, um, his ver- version of Anna Karenina, like it's this stately shot films, and this is like, low budget but shot with digital cameras back in 1999 when it was like when digital cameras were not used um which is something i'm going to get to in a moment uh talking about the uh the film on dvd or blu-ray but it's just it it creates this amazing intimacy that i i don't I didn't really kind of connect with Bernard Rose and now this makes me want to go back and actually watch the later films of Bernard Rose to see the kind of work that he had done because I, I've just missed out on it. Um, but it's just kind of this really great, um, like small intimate tale that where like the thing that I also love about it is that they use real, they use real people to play roles that are not them, but they're, they're, they're types like, um, Adam Krentzman is a an agent, was an agent with CAA, and he plays literally an agent um, 
in the film. Uh, the director of um, the director of SLC Punk, James Metarino, he's actually a director. He plays a director in the film. Uh, like, you know, there's cameos by Tiffany Amber Thiessen. It's, but it's this really great, dark, cynical, like, like cynical look at death and life and the other side of Hollywood that you don't normally see, like the, the, you know, the hooves in the glue factory, so to speak. Um, it's really, it's really fucking great. Um, I'm really glad that Arrow produced this. Uh, it's, it's a very handmade film and all of the special features feel really handmade. Uh, Lisa Enos actually, produced all of the special features here um she even recut the film and the great thing is is that they've like the film was initially shot on a digital uh like on digital it was like one of the first productions to actually shoot digitally um but with pro like pro viz like it was like i think that they had ended up talking it was shot um it was shot with uh, like 1080 um so it was like 1080p um, and, or 1080i, or 1080p, uh, no, 1080i, 60 frames a second. So, when they initially released it in 2000, there was no digital theater. So, that, like, this, this was, was transferred to film, and I've seen what it looks like, like, I did some research, and it looks so weird, but watching it now on this new blu-ray it's gorgeous like so there's three different versions of it there's the theatrical cut done in 1080 uh or done in 24 uh 24i uh 24 frames a second um there's a uh 60 uh 60 frames per second uh or 60 like i interlaced sorry uh and then there's the extended producer's cut that Lisa Enos added 20 minutes of additional footage into that's also uh, 60 frames a second. Um, and I will tell you, like watching the 60 frames, you get the Gemini Man kind of thing. Like if you if you've own if you own Gemini Man in uh, UHD and how it has that 60 frames a second, it's very weird. Um, but it actually works for the film because of just how hyper real the images like the image is it kind of blends to it the 10 uh, the the 24 frames a second theatrical cut it's a little bit more pleasing to the eye because we're so used to seeing that 24 frames a second but i would tell people to give the 60 frame either the theatrical or i definitely recommend the um, extended producer's cut uh in the 60 frames per second it's it's quite the experience and there's a lot of great special features on this including a commentary um some behind the scenes footage and she does like like and included is like 40 minutes of um outtakes from like there's a centerpiece party like drug fueled alcohol fueled party um that's in the middle of the film with Weller and Danny Houston just kind of throwing barbs and bullshit back at one another. I highly suggest if you like the film watching that 40 minutes of outtakes and just seeing how deep Weller and Houston's commitment is to this film. It's kind of crazy um, how how deep they go with the... Um, I guess it's like improvisation, but it's more of like character-based stuff. You'll you'll have to see it when you see like if you purchase this, which I highly recommend that you do. Um, 
you'll see what I'm talking about. I mean, this is a really great special film, and I'm really glad that Arrow Video brought this out because um, it's definitely worth our time and worth a discovery. Um, I cannot uh, I cannot suggest it enough, um, especially if you're a Danny Houston fan um, like I am, uh, like you should be. Uh, and with that, guys, uh, we're done. Um, I've given you some choices, five films, uh, some from all different walks of life or different genres. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this. Uh, hopefully we'll be back on track uh, and we can get you that Kingpin episode that we've been promising you guys that we've just been stretching out. But if not, um, there'll be another one shots uh, volume two, where we'll talk about some more stuff that, uh, that I've been watching, uh, and give you some recommendations. Uh, you can find the podcast and the website on the social medias, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we don't do the Facebook all that much. Uh, so Twitter and Instagram, it's the B movie pod or the movie aisle. No dice, no dashes, no lines, no bullshit. Um, I would suggest the Instagram page, more than the Twitter, because the Twitter is more of like a landing page where we just do articles. So with that, guys, please um, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't. But we love you. Hope you guys enjoyed this and we'll talk soon.